Hey, just a quick heads up before we start. The beginning of this interview had a little bit of uh, audio issue with my microphone uh, with the first two questions, but I later figured it out and you can then hear the crisp, clean audio. Not that you can't hear my questions in the beginning. It's just that it sounds very, you know, Zoom-like. So anyway, on with the episode. I was at work and I started getting like tons and tons of notifications and like at first I was like, oh, my channel's hacked. But then like I looked through it and I was like. Wow, that was your your first uh, instinct was, <laughs> that, was that your channel was hacked. Yeah. That's how crazy it was to get so many <laughs> notifications. Hey everyone, welcome back to the So Far podcast, uh, the podcast where we bring on guests from various industries. Uh, to talk about how they got to where they are uh, so far. They're all early on. This show is both for starters and by starters. Um, and today we have a very special guest. We have uh, Travis Gilbert from uh, Curious Tangents. Uh, Travis, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, so why don't you just uh, start off by telling us uh, a little bit about who you are and what you do with regards to YouTube. Uh, so my name is Travis Gilbert. Uh, I make the show Curious Tangents on YouTube. I've been doing it for uh, next month. It'll be a year. And what I do there is pretty much like try to ask like obscure questions or sometimes just regular questions that I've been wondering, but I can't find an answer to. And then like in the process of like recording the answers to that question, I try to like throw in as many random things to teach people as possible in like the most entertaining fashion. But yeah, I, I think that's a pretty uh, good summary of your, your channel. Um, <laughs> I, I've been subscribed to you for a couple of months now. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I joined in uh, after the Austin McConnell uh, shout out oh, yeah. uh, during the best channels under a thousand. And then obviously all those uh, channels as soon as he uploaded it, just went over a thousand subscribers. Yeah. So, um, but if you guys don't know what uh, we're talking about here, why don't you just start us off by telling us how you got to where you are uh, with regards to the uh, Curious Tangents channel, uh, starting from your first upload. Uh, so my first, well, the reason that I like did my first upload was because like about a month before I started trying to do YouTube, my friend Madison called me in the middle of the night to like explain this data manipulation that happens with a lot of different medications. Uh, basically, they just don't use a control group. And she needed me to explain that to her so that she could explain it to someone else. And like, this is like 2 a.m. by the way, I was not happy to wake up. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but like after I got off the phone, I started thinking for a minute and I was like, wow what if i could just like explain things to people like large scale you know and so like i had always wanted a youtube channel since i was a little kid so i decided that i should uh start uploading things um so that's pretty much how that got there okay cool um yeah so uh you know, that's how you got started with the channel. Um, and you had uploaded your first video. When when was your first upload? Uh, that was October 28th of last year, so 2019. Yeah, okay. So you're coming around to about a year now. Yeah, almost there. And um, 
you were uh, were you like seeing some traction in your early videos? Not really, honestly. Like I, I got like no, honestly, no, <laughs> not. Okay, so so it wasn't until like the Austin McConnell video uh, that. Why don't you explain a little bit about that story? Um, so it was honestly kind of like a freak thing because, like, I was just like I think I probably had ten or just over ten videos out at that point, probably about seven months into YouTube, and I was at work. And I started getting like tons and tons of notifications. And like at first I was like, oh, my channel's hacked. But then like I looked through it and I was like. Wow, that was your, your first uh, instinct was that your channel was hacked. That's how crazy it was to get so many notifications. <laughs> that and I'm just, I guess I'm just not the most optimistic person or something. But I got that and it was like 300 or something notifications. And then I like looked into it a little bit and there were some comments that were like, congratulations on the shout out. And I was like, oh, what shout out? And so I looked into it and it was like Austin McConnell. I shouted out my channel because apparently one of my subscribers who to this day, I don't know who it is, uh, recommended me to Austin McConnell. And that really like, that took my channel from like 600 to 7,000 ish. Wow. A couple months. Man, wow, we, we gotta find this person, whoever this person is. We gotta, you gotta find them and, and thank them so much because that was kind of the thing that brought you along. It really it was the thing that put me on the map. And like, I've asked who it was like several times, but oh, they never come forward. Just an anonymous act of kindness, I guess. But I definitely appreciate it. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, from then on, you had uh, then surpassed uh, about a you know a thousand subscribers, and you were steadily growing, uh, getting videos, uh, getting regularly thousands, uh, you know, about a thousand views per video. Um, and then so another uh, something else happened with when someone else uh, a longer, uh, I guess you could say a veteran uh youtuber had had shouted you out uh tell us about that story so this one this one i actually has something to do with uh so i'm a huge john green fan i have been since i was a little kid and like after the austin mcconnell thing i started thinking like i've got like i'm kind of not an established person but like people will pay attention to me and so i thought that like i could leverage that into maybe getting the attention of like some of the people that like I look up to. And so like thinking that like I wrote out this like super long like piece of fan mail to John Green and then like asked him like if he would work with me. And it pretty much went unanswered for like three months. But then like, or not three months, I'm sorry, three weeks. Uh, and then, like, again, another day, like, I was just sitting around at work, and I happened to get an email response from him. And it was nuts, because, like, not only did he want to work with me, but, like, like he wanted to, like, have meetings with me, and he had me, like, apply for uh, grants and audition for Crash Course. And so it went far better than, like, even what I was shooting for it to go. Uh, and then, like, like, the week after... 
not the week after he responded, but the week after we had like a meeting via Zoom, he mentioned me on his Vlogbrothers channel. And so that got me about 10,000 subscribers in counting. So that was pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, and that happened like in a span of 24 or 48 hours when you got like a, a huge uptick in uh, in followers, which is great. It was pretty amazing, yeah. Yeah, and so how how do you how does all of this make you feel? Like I I don't know if uh you know, I I'm sure you were expecting some sort of growth uh after building your your channel when you first started. Um but yeah, I I doubt you would have expected this um sort of uh incredible incredibly fast growth um uh, you know faster than the average channel uh within the span of the year like how do you feel about that um so part of me so it's really hard to explain like i'm kind of i feel conflicted at times like part of me feels like absolutely like amazing like i got so lucky like like it's hard to put into words how lucky i got on that uh, and I'm really grateful because, like, I've wanted to have a YouTube channel since I was a little kid. And, like, like being able to, like, turn on a camera and, like, explain things and, like, people actually enjoy the things that I say and the things that I write. Like, like that's a dream come true. Uh, sometimes, I we've talked about this before, but, like, sometimes I, like, catch myself feeling, like, really deep imposter syndrome because in a way, like... Like, I'm not going to say that, like, I didn't work hard to get this, but I also, like, I'm aware of the fact that, like, I got incredibly lucky to get here. And that, like, a lot of the success has come, like, from the fact that, like, I network and not so much that I, like, SEO or, like, make the super... I don't know, clickable thumbnails or stuff like that, though I am working on things like that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel conflicted, to put it into one word. Right. You feel like it, it feels weird because, um, you know, it, it, you kind of helped prove the saying of it's not uh, what you know, but who you know sometimes uh, yeah, yeah. in order to get forward. Yeah. So let's backtrack a little bit, go even further back into your past like uh curious tangent you obviously uh love um anything to do with really anything that you're curious about whether it's uh often quite often psychology but you know maybe it's uh political science or you know maybe it's uh, something else like uh, really any any sort of sciences um so were you were you always interested in this uh like what were you like as a kid uh, you could, as is pretty, this lines up pretty well with who I was as a kid. Um, I was also, I was like, oh, this is saying that like the thing that you were weird for as a child is what you should be doing as an adult. And like, that's not always true. Like sometimes people are weird and they're just weird, but like sometimes it like, it plays out. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, uh, in like third grade, my, my nickname was Bill Nye the Science Guy because I would like, whenever like science topics came up, I just knew the answer. And I was like so proud to know the answer. And I, I would just like explain things literally all day to people who did not want to hear me explain them. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you were that kid. You were, you were the um, actually kid though. Well, actually. 
I'm that guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, this has been going on for quite some time, just without a camera rolling. So, yeah. Wow, yeah. And so uh, this was obviously something at an early age, and you sort of kept that curiosity and, I guess, sometimes uh, a, a sense of feeling smarter than other people, but... Uh, I guess that had sort of continued into uh, high school, uh, and uh, I guess you uh, did you study anything of of the of the sort? Like, uh, uh, I know you went to post secondary education. What what did you study? Oh God, a lot of things. Uh, I'm horrible at like making a choice and sticking to it, and that really shows up in my academic career because like uh, my first thing that I studied. Uh, I, I went in and I left high school intending to be a microbiologist, right? <laughs> that went terribly because I'm bad at chemistry. And I didn't know that I was bad wow. at chemistry until I had to, like, do it. God, dude, chemistry's hard. <laughs> yeah, no, you're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> oh, man. And then, like, so when that didn't work out, I switched to... Um, God, there were so many things. I switched to wanting to be a nutritionist. And I actually, like this is before YouTube, I actually ran uh, a nutritional website. And like I had like almost a full on like health business going. Wow. I did not know this. <laughs> yeah, it's under, it was under wraps. It was probably about two years ago that I was doing that. And it was called The Nutrition Physician. It's it's still up. Like, I technically still have the domain. I haven't written anything on it in years. But, yeah, there's that little period in my life. I was really into, like, the biological sciences. Um, another thing that I was really interested in, in 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 high school that I took, like, lots of AP classes for was psychology. And that shows up a lot in my channel. Uh, and I did study that at a college level, too. Um, then I got into political sciences and architecture uh which is a weird yeah, two, combination yeah two very similar things obviously <laughs> yes right. right very similar you know hey they they talk all always about the senate and the house what house need, doesn't need an architecture right <laughs> right yeah ar architect right they they need an architect to build the house yeah some, somebody just, had to build yeah. the house <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they, they do actually have a converging point, and the, that converging point for that is uh, city planning, which you need to know like a lot about uh, laws and uh, different zoning laws and things like that, and the political science comes into like changing those things, and then uh, the zoning itself and like the building structure is, of course, where architecture comes in. So there is like a, like a tactical usage for those two things being together. Uh, Oh, God, there's so many things. Um, I was really into botany for a while. Uh, if you look at my like my bookcase I have right next to me, I was really into history, uh, finance. Like, I currently work at a bank on the side of YouTube, and I was really into finance and investment. And I love economics and things like that. And I could, I could honestly just go on forever about different subjects that I like. <laughs> but, yeah. Wow, so you were... Your middle name should be changed to uh, Undeclared. Travis Undeclared Gilbert. Gilbert basically. 
this yeah, man yeah. will never get a degree. <laughs> if there was a way to get uh, a, a major in undeclared studies, <laughs> yeah, in thoughts that I, I I know that there's some schools somewhere that let, allow you to form your own major. So really, you know, I think somewhere in. Yeah, I think somewhere in Massachusetts or or maybe Maine, uh, they allow you to form your own major, and you can, you can make make it a curious tangents studies that will be your major. <laughs> oh God, I may actually have to look into that. Just go back to school, just so you can declare your own major. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh. So. Yeah, and so. You are. Uh, getting more traction uh, on on this channel um and uh you, we spoke earlier before um but uh, you said that you're uh, planning on on making this uh, a career so like going forward right um what's uh you know explain to us some of your uh some of your kind of uh thoughts on what you want your future with this channel to look like so good question uh so i would love for like whenever someone like has just a question a weird question about the world that they could just like like look up my channel and be like oh there's the answer to these questions that i've been looking for you know like that'd be really cool or just to like come to a point where like when people click on my videos and like it goes into a subject like they're inspired to look deeper into that subject because like I remember when I was a kid and I was like watching like ridiculous amounts of Vsauce videos and like Vlogbrother videos and stuff like that. Like, like school didn't really inspire me that much, but like the knowledge that I got from stuff like that, like, like that really inspired me. And I've always wanted to be that for another person. Uh, so that's pretty much like the why behind that. Yeah, and so it's funny that you bring that up, because that like was the same thing that happened with me. Um, you know, when I was in high school and uh, like from the ages of ten onwards, I just wasn't a great academically great student. I was kind of okay, maybe have maybe a little bit below average, um, but I would still be fascinated by certain topics like. As soon as I discovered, um, you know, Crash Course and Sideshow, um, and and Minute Physics and all these other like the first wave of uh, educational YouTubers, quote unquote, um, um, right. they they got me really fascinated in in all of these uh, topics and and concepts, even though it didn't show on my grades. Like I loved watching Minute Physics videos, but uh, and I would watch the entire uh, Crash Course um, series, but it just I couldn't, I didn't know how to, I just didn't test well, I guess, but, and so it didn't show up in my test scores, but, um, you know, I want to get your thoughts on what you think of, um, because you and I are, are kind of part of this, uh, or, or I guess we're the first cohort of the, uh, new generations that are kind of being inspired by, um, these, uh, online digital creators, uh, in terms of education, um, you know, of course, you had, uh, you know, Bill Nye, the science guy, uh, who, you know, for, for years had uh, gotten people really excited. Um, but, you know, what are your thoughts on, like, the future of uh, 
I guess, science education and I guess other types of curious education now that there's this whole digital world and online world like what are some of your thoughts on what that might look like some pros some cons well I'm like to put it into words like I'm really excited for it because like one of the really great things like if you look across history like one of the things that really moves humanity forward is when information becomes more available and so like when science education is just like freely available on the internet like it has been increasingly over the past few years with youtube uh then like more people have access to that and then there's like like because youtube has like like if you're on youtube you're forced to put things into an interesting way you know like or else people will just click off uh, because of that feature, there are lots of kids who will go through their, like, science classes just super bored, but then they'll click on, like, the YouTube science videos and they'll actually pay attention to it because it's made in a way that's meant to capture their attention. So you're also accessing, like, those kids. Um, so I think overall it's just a tremendous positive. Um, there is kind of a downside, though, uh, me and John Green actually talked about this uh, in our meeting earlier, but it was just that, like, like the way he put it, it was like, you don't have to go to, like, a top university to be a person who comes on TV and talks about science anymore. And, like, that is, in a way, like, a really good thing, but it's also, like, there is also, like, a door for uh, misinformation, like, to infiltrate the space now, because, like... Uh, there's no one like standing at the gates of YouTube, like monitoring like what you can put out and like like fact checking all the things that you're saying. So like it's really important that people take the time to make sure that they're putting out the things that are like not just entertaining but also accurate, like very accurate, and like teaching them in ways that don't cause misconceptions. So there is like give and take, but overall, I'd say it's a positive. Yeah, I think that was very well informed. Um, yeah, I think it makes sense that uh, you want to make sure that you get people excited and you don't want to make it um, elitist, like a, a walled garden, like, oh, only the highest of scholarly people can talk about these things. Uh, but you also don't want to have that leave room uh, for, or or at least you, you want to be uh, intentional about what that means uh, with regards to having everyone a voice because, you know, when everyone has a voice, everyone has a voice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, going back, uh, jumping topics a little bit, uh, with regards to you personally, what's uh, what's kind of the biggest lesson and I guess perhaps the hardest lesson that you've, you've had to learn or struggle that you've had to uh, overcome uh, with regards to, uh, you know, whether it's your YouTube channel or whether it's uh, your curious uh, curious mind, uh, what's what's something that you've you've had to learn, uh, whether about the world or about yourself or about your uh, careers and interests? Ah, uh, good question. This might take a minute. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I should have just sent you the questions earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, the most important thing i've had to learn god or even just like a a struggle that you've had to overcome um whether regarding your youtube channel or uh whether regarding 
you know, uh, studying in school? Well, I think I want to say like my one of my most important life lessons has been that like this kind of came like more recently than like it should have, but it's that other people see the world through the lens of how they've been taught and how they like that's not a good way to put that <laughs> other people see the world through the lens of their own experiences and sometimes those experiences are like vastly deeply different from your experiences and so uh like the terms of like what is good to another person and like what is bad to another person are almost completely relative like like there's like a little area where like it crosses over for pretty much all humans like there's a little bit of a venn diagram where like we're all like we all agree on certain things but there's also like a very large portion of like certain people have like a higher value on certain things and certain people value certain things very low that to us can seem like like obviously good or obviously bad but those things aren't necessarily obviously good and obviously bad and so it's like really been a life lesson for me to like take in that for some people like morals are just different i suppose yeah i i think that was very well put it's very diplomatic uh, uh the way you said it as well um and i think you just explained all of uh, discourse amongst humanity <laughs> from the dawn of communication and civilization. Uh, so yeah, it's not a new thing, but yeah, it's I guess it's something that we always have to learn. Is like, I'm my upbringing is different from your upbringing. My morals are different from your morals. Maybe there's some overlap, um, and yeah, I don't. I, I think that was very well put. It was very big brain concept right there um <laughs> uh yeah so um what is i guess that so that was the biggest lesson that uh you you learned and i guess you, you're continuing to learn and and remind yourself of that because you know i i have to continue reminding myself of, of that as well i think it's very easy for us to think like oh why doesn't this person just think the way i do or want the things that i want right and so yeah. Uh, so what would you say is the um, uh, biggest struggle or yeah, biggest struggle that you're currently facing right now? That I'm currently facing right now. Yeah. Like if you maybe maybe if you had like a, a genie or like a magic wand, you just wish away that thing. Probably. I was going to say I'd like like to make more money, but now I like I'm thinking about it a little bit deeper, and I just like like to have more freedom and time. Because like like we all say that we want more money, but like the reason that everyone wants more money is to like because money can buy you freedom and time. <laughs> That's pretty much the only way to get more of those two things, and also feed yourself is to make lots of money, uh, which I've been thinking about a lot the past few months especially since like i recently got monetized um so i guess if i could if i could just like more money more time and then like better content it's pretty much 
yeah, I think that's a pretty, um, pretty common uh, desire to want more more time. That's like the only thing that once you use it, you can't get it back. It's not, you know, uh, it, it it's not like uh, anything else, any other resource in the world. It's a very precious resource. Um, yeah. So rounding around uh, the back of this uh, podcast, if um, if you were to look back uh, and maybe have a conversation with someone uh or maybe have a conversation with a, a past you a view in the past from five years ago maybe even from 10 years ago um maybe even from three years ago when perhaps when you were still in school um or maybe someone who is is kind of like you very curious uh, about various things um and uh maybe doesn't know what thing that they should declare as their major. Uh, what would you say to someone like this? Um, one of the things I would say is that society often pushes you to settle down and pick one thing and then like become very specialized in it. And like, we really hammer home the idea to like kids and high schoolers that like you're about to go off and you're going to make a decision and that decision is going to be the thing that you do for the rest of your life. And I'd really like to tell you that that's just not like true. Like that's not an accurate description of reality. You know, like you're going to go off and you're going to do like many different things, you know, um, like, like Julia Roberts was like a really good chef, but she was also like a spy <laughs> on the side. And uh, like, we all, we always like, preach that people are going to do one thing and you know there's actually like research like good recent research out that says like it's better if you learn multiple things so don't get discouraged just because just because you have more than one passion you should like foster those passions and like if you don't know what you're passionate about like spend time and like figure out like what is your default thing to do? And like, that's probably the thing that you're passionate about. And it doesn't have to be something that's like easily monetizable or something that's like, like very commercial. Like the thing that I was passionate about was explaining things, you know, like that's not like a typical job title. Um, and so like, yeah, like you should keep your curiosities is what I would say to myself three or four or 10 years ago. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. And so, um, with that question, I, I want to ask, a, another question, which is, uh, what are you really into right now? Like what's something that you're just recently very into, whether it's like a TV show that you're really into, or maybe a book or like maybe a, a topic or, 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 uh, you know, uh, a, a a science of study or an area of study like what's something that you're really into right now just kind of curious oh god i could go on forever um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess that's where curious tangents come from <laughs> yeah um right now i've been really interested in the way that we write fiction uh if you look at like just if you just take a bunch of like fiction stories where like a hero is involved you'll find that like we do it on the same kind of spectrum. Like Joseph Campbell has this book called A Man with a Million Faces or something like that. And it's basically like going through how the protagonist and like 
most stories is just the same person, but with like different features right, put right. on them. And if you look right. at like the arc of almost any fictional story, like whether it's like the Iliad from like ancient Greece or like Star Wars or the Hunger Games, then you find that it follows the same basic arc. And the thing that I'm really curious about is like, why do we design our stories in that way? Like, like what is it about us that like makes us do this thing this way? And I haven't really like found any research as to why that happens, but it's very like, it's really, it's really drawing my attention right now. Like I find it super interesting. Yeah, storytelling. Now you're speaking my language. I love that. Everything about it. Well, we're going to have to like make a whole other podcast episode about just that. Maybe we can do it on your podcast that you uh, are possibly developing. Um, uh, so if if uh, if you guys are listening to it and, uh, you know, Travis's podcast is out, then I'll probably leave uh, a link to it in the show notes in the description that you guys can check out. Um, but uh, yeah, so before we go, uh, any final thoughts, any uh, final things you want to say to the audience? Oh, well, I'd like to thank you for having me on. I've really enjoyed this. This is my first podcast experience. I'm glad I got to have it. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, tell us where we can find you online. Uh, you can find me uh, primarily at uh, Curious Tangents on YouTube and then um, Travis Octavius Gilbert on Instagram. Okay, uh, I'll leave uh, all the... Uh, links in the show notes and in the description uh, especially if you decide to change any of them <laughs> any of the social media handles i'll uh, i'll include all the updated versions uh, in the link in the description travis thank you so much for being on the podcast